The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR America at Home. Marty Snyder, Nate Ryan, and Parker Kligerman joining you here. And, uh, Parker, Jimmy Johnson finishes second Sunday at Charlotte but then doesn't because of the penalty. So how does a team recover from something like that, knowing they get to go back to Charlotte and race again? You, you have to be gutted for them, right? Because you think back to the first Darlington race and they're leading the first stage, get, you know, spin out with that altercation with Chris Buescher, the lapper. I mean, that was just devastating. We've all talked about how Jimmy and this team, you know, have tried to rebuild ever since you know, a couple of years ago when they were last successful. And, you just are almost rooting for him knowing it's his last season, right? And you see this go down. You finally see them have another good run, a lot of speed, and they go out there and get disqualified. So I really think that has to be disheartening for the team. But they can always lean back on we had speed. We had the speed to compete. We were there. And that is something that that 48 car has not had for many months at a time. So I really think you look back at that, you say, all right, we had that. We lean on that. Whatever happened in terms of why we were disqualified, so be it. We'll make sure it doesn't happen again. But for the team as a whole, and I know Jimmy talks about the vibe with the team and that sort of thing, you have to think that they are starting to feel a little bit of positivity, a little bit of momentum, being so fast at Darlington, being fast here, and now they can take that into Wednesday night. And hopefully with a shorter race, you know, get up front and stay up front. And uh, maybe we'll see Jimmy Johnson finally get back in Victor Lane. Nate, I'd love to get your thoughts on Jimmy Johnson. And really, you can kind of play that out to his teammate, Chase Elliott as well. I mean, Chase looked like he was going to win the last two races and comes up short. So what are your thoughts on Johnson and really Chase Elliott as well? Yeah, I think a good takeaway here, Marty, is that Hendrick Motorsports as a whole has been fast, not just those two guys, but obviously Alex Bowman, William Byron, also being in the mix here, both at Darlington and Charlotte. And clearly... Hendrick has lost no speed from those first four races of the year where they brought out this new Camaro. seems like all the Chevrolets have been running better. And I think, you know, to Parker's point, that bodes really well for Jimmy Johnson as he tries to end this three-year winless streak. You know, I thought it was interesting. Hendrick Motorsports chose not to appeal the penalty. And you kind of wonder when you have penalties like this, you know, will it affect a team? Is it something that they're doing with the speed? But none of the other Hendrick cars uh, appear to have gotten dinged. And uh, it doesn't seem like, Jimmy's team and Cliff Daniels' crew chief was particularly worried about it. So, you know, I think going forward, you're going to see these teams continue to run fast, especially on the mile and a half speedways. So, Parker, if you're Chase Elliott and Alan Gustafson, do you just take away the fact, hey, we've run up front, we've shown the speed, the wins will come eventually and, and not let this get you down to what's happened the last two weeks? Well, it's tough, right? Because there's times in a cup season, especially because it's so long, where when you have that speed, you want to take advantage of it, right? And there's that element of you feel like sometimes, oh, man, we're, we're missing our shot. Like, we're this fast. We've got to take advantage of it. We've got to get in victory lane. And, you know, when it doesn't go your way, it can definitely beat you down. But it's the same thing as a 48. And, and I know it sounds so cliche to say, like, hey, you can fall back on your speed. But people need to understand, speed is the hardest thing to come by and how you make it and how you get to that point and find it is such an arduous process that 
when it's there, you can't help but feel positive that you have it. But when it comes down to getting Victor Lane, it takes more than just speed, right? It takes execution. It takes not having issues, altercations like him and Kyle Busch had at Darlington. Um, it takes everything falling your way. And so they've really just got to buckle down and say, all right, what do we need to continue doing to make sure we're maximizing the execution because the speed is there and take advantage of this time? Because as we've seen in the Cup Series, I mean, numerous times, you might be three months from now and we're talking about, man, where did the speed go for Hendrick Motorsports? So they definitely want to take advantage of that time right now. And you have to think that they're probably pushing pretty hard to make sure it happens. Well, Nate, the team that did take advantage of things at Charlotte in the Coca-Cola 600 was Brad Kozlowski. He winds up winning the race by not pitting there on that uh, last chance and the, the final restart. So I want to ask you, where do things stand in, in your mind as best as you can tell between Brad Kozlowski and Team Penske right now? Obviously, the one driver that is not signed moving forward for Team Penske, and I know that came up, the contract came up, and what's going to happen in the future in the post-race press conference. Fill us in. Yeah, it did, Marty, and, and Brad Kozlowski said nothing new to report there in terms of negotiations with Team Penske. I've heard that there are some casual discussions going on, maybe more so than there were during the, the COVID-19 layoff when NASCAR wasn't active, but it doesn't seem like there's anything imminent. I think there's two sides of the Brad Kozlowski discussion right now. Certainly, his new crew chief, Jeremy Bowens, and him are clicking well uh, with that Coca-Cola 600 win, getting another major for Brad Kozlowski. He seems very happy with the chemistry and the way that team has gelled. Uh, just a few races into the 2020 season. But there is going to be, I think, a little bit of a distraction here if there's no movement on that contract front because there are obviously other free agents looming out there. Um, This is one of the the, hottest driver free agent markets that we've seen in the NASCAR Cup Series in years. Brad Keselowski now probably is at the top of that list with Kyle Larson being pretty much out of the equation at this point. So uh, there's a lot going on there, but there's not – a lot that we can really say at this point because you know whatever is happening is happening behind closed doors and I think it's very much between Brad Keselowski and Roger Penske as far as what's going to happen there long term if I had to guess right now I I, I think I'd, I'd say I'd be surprised if he returns to Penske next year. Wow so Parker how do you work that as a driver I mean you've been in those situations where it's kind of a vote of no confidence right you don't have a contract moving forward yet you're still trying to win for your race team but you've got to also make sure that you can have a job in, in 2021. It's always a tricky thing. And I think Brad, you saw in his comments, you know, being so public about the situation, that's normally to me a signal of, hey, I want people to know I'm talking, I'm looking, I'm entertaining offers because that tells me, you know, there's an element of indecision there. There's an element of this hasn't been decided by any means. Um, and it's, it can absolutely, as Nate said, be a distraction at times. But I think for most drivers, especially one of his caliber, his level, you know, he's going to use that as motivation. He's going to use that as ways to sort of buckle down and focus on himself and say, all right, what makes me the most attractive property possible to all these different owners out there so that I can get the deal that I really want. Um, but there's no doubting that when you're in that situation, there's, you know, the element of, and especially right now, you know, when you look at, um, you know, what's happened with COVID-19 and some of the ramifications through the economy. When you talk about sponsors and trying to line those up, those discussions are going to get longer and that can really put a little bit of an emphasis and try and, or make it a little bit worrisome. So there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of moving parts to these deals, but absolutely when you're that vocal about it, that out in public about it, that signals to me that, you know, they're definitely uh, is no, by no means decided. 
Hey, Nate, real quick. I, I, if I recall the last contract negotiation between Keselowski and Team Penske, Brad got way out in front of it and said, hey, I'm listening to everybody. Come talk to me. My door is open. Do you think it gets there in the summer months between these two? I think it could, Marty. And, you know, you bring up that last time, Hendrick Motorsports had an opening coming on the number 88 because Dale Jr. was retiring in 2017, the last time Keselowski's contract was up. And Kozlowski, like, didn't close the door on that at all uh, while he was negotiating with Penske. I mean, he, he very much kept his options open. And it, certainly if you look at the way things lay out now, Hendrick, again, has the number 48 with Jimmy Johnson possibly coming open. And we know that Brad Kozlowski has a strong relationship with Rick Hendrick. He drove for that team uh, when he was mm -hmm. driving for Junior Motorsports. Uh, Rick Hendrick had said at the time that he would love to have Brad Kozlowski drive for him again. So um, there, there's a lot of ingredients here that I think – is going to make this a hot topic throughout the rest of the year. All great stuff, guys. Real quick, do you guys have a pick for Wednesday night? Other than the rain, which we hope doesn't win Wednesday <laughs> night. Nate, you got a pick for Wednesday night's cup race at Charlotte? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Chevrolet, and I'll go with the Hendrick Chevrolet. I'll take Chase Elliott. All right, what about you, Parker? Bold choice. I'm going 48, Jimmy Johnson. He gets back in victory lane. Wow, you guys left the door open for Truex, who was so good hey. at Charlotte the other night. And I took him at Darlington. That didn't work out either. So, but Sunday, he's going to wind up winning. Hey, guys, make sure you check out NASCAR America at home immediately after the cup race, assuming it runs Wednesday night. We certainly enjoy bringing you these NASCAR Americas from home. We'll see you then, guys. Thanks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.